Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Cool, guys. Welcome back. We're back on the Kolb Strong Power Podcast. I have another guest here today because if you're listening on a Thursday, this is the day where I bring in a guest. And I'm interested in the young and up-and-coming powerlifters. Um, you know, I always want to talk to the experts, talk to the pros. But I'm really interested to see um, what the young bucks in the sport have for us, what they can teach us. Um, you know, the sport is made up of not just the old vets and the, the best of the best. We have a lot of uh, those that are coming up on the sport. I want to hear their stories. So... Today, I have for you here, Jerry Cool. Thank you, Jerry, for being here today. What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, before we get into all the juicy, good questions and pieces of conversation, uh, go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, kind of how old are you, where you're from, where do you lift, Uh, if you have a coach or not, just give us a general gist of who Jerry Cool is. Right on. Uh, well, name's Jerry Cool. 22 years old. Um, I'll be 23 next month. So, just at the end of being a junior. Yep. Um, I uh, I live in Joplin, Missouri. A little turd, about 50,000 people. Um, I train in Monette, which is about 45, 15 minutes away from where I live. It's called uh, Unbreakable. Um, it's the coolest gym around. They have a monolift. There's nobody closer that has one. They got a comp bench. Same reason. That's the whole reason I even started going there. Perfect. Uh, the, the guys over there are sweet, man. I, I met them last year around this time. They had uh, two weeks until my first equipment meet. It was my single ply meet. And they, uh, they, everyone from that gym showed up. Two of them competed. Uh, actually, three of them competed. And we all took first, second, third place there. So it was pretty sweet. All righty. Are you originally from that area? Yeah, I'm from Joplin. Um, I, I was born here. Uh, okay. Yeah. Do you have anybody that currently is coaching you either by means of online or in person? The closest thing I got to a coach is I pay for Anthony Oliveira's Patreon. That's about it. Um, I'm 100% self-taught in the gear, except for just – asking people questions online. I think you helped me a lot with the bench shirt. Same thing with Anthony. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I trained myself, coach myself. Cool. Um, I don't like online coaches. I mean, I'm not saying they all suck, but it's just, I feel like that's not coaching. And I, I don't mean that in a mean way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, wait a minute. I feel like you got to kind of be there. And that's just my opinion. No, I, uh, I prefer if somebody wants help, I try to help as much as I can. I talked to our uh, buddy, Cody Plum from Washington state, uh, on the weekly, um, as, as I'm like, Cody, I, I wish we were closer. I would like to be there and help you, but I can only do so much just, uh, calling or sending you voice memos. Um, but he's yeah. doing a really cool thing. I couldn't physically, maybe if I was on the very 
southern tip of Florida, we would physically be as far away as possible. Um, him being on the west, me being uh, smack dab on the east, uh, that, that yeah. does create a problem. Cool, man. So, yeah, self-taught. That's pretty cool. I did that for the first five or six years of my career. So I totally get, get get into getting more coaching from Anthony. If I if I'm gonna pick a coach, it'd definitely be definitely be him. He's helped me the most. Yeah, Anthony, I went on his I, I talked to him uh, quite a bit. I went on his podcast there about a month ago or so. Awesome, awesome dude. I mean, if anybody yeah. knows him, they know he's an awesome dude. So I was really uh, privileged to be able to talk to him like that. Yeah. Um, so currently, so you say you have uh, Anthony is pretty much your what you would consider your coach. You uh, subscribe to his Patreon. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, so what kind of programming are you doing currently? Is it very conjugate style? Do you do, you do something of your own? Like, what are you doing right now? Yeah, it's almost 99.9% conjugate towards in the off season. Um, I'll kind of take more of your approach with the bench. I'll do a little bit more of a heavier speed day. Mm-hmm. Just, just get the extra volume in. Cause I feel like it's not going to hurt anything. Um, it definitely helped the reverse grip that <laughs> man. I know you get that from everybody. Oh, I've been yeah. all reverse grip before I did it regular. <laughs> hey, that's, Hey, now I can't talk about, I mean, if anybody that listens to me knows how much I talk about it. Um, so it's good to hear somebody talk about it in a good manner. Awesome. Yeah. So you do, you do full power. Um, yeah. Equipped. Full. Do you, do you also delve into the bench only world at all? Uh, back in April was my first multiply meet that I did full power. I think it was about, I think it was a month later, not even a month. Uh, some of the guys from Springfield, which is about another hour-ish, hour and 10 minutes away from me. Um, some of the buddies up there were doing a bench-only meet at one of the gyms up there I go to, too, as well. And uh, I was going to come up there and handle them. And, of course, that turned into me jumping in bench-only. So I can't, I went there, did uh, like four days' notice. That was my first 600 bench. I did 615 that day. Awesome. Got crushed with 640. <laughs> That's about it. So. Uh, with you being an equipped lifter, which I totally uh, think is awesome, what are your what are your best competitive numbers to date? So I just competed this last this last weekend, this last Saturday. I did a, a meet about it was Columbia, Missouri. Um, I did a nine fifty five squat. I took a thousand. I, I went there for my thousand pound squat first official, and. Uh, I started falling backwards and then just slipped right off my back. Okay. I didn't take it. They wouldn't let me, which kind of sucked, but whatever. And then I hit 625 bench. So that was a 10 pound bench PR as well. And then um, a 675 pool, which as soon as I did it, all my buddies were like, you should have pulled seven because it was nothing. <laughs> I had technically, it was a perfect day. I PR'd the total squat, bench, and deadlift, but it was only my second multiplying meet. So it was kind of bound to happen. So those are, those are some nine fit. God, that's some big squats and big numbers. What did that total round out to be then? Uh, 2255. And you, you compete at 242, if I'm correct. Oh, hell no, dude. I was 315. I was super heavy. Okay. I was, I was mistaken. <laughs> That's my bad. I was, no, you're, uh, I'm just I pretty was tall. Like, okay. Okay. I got you now. Cool. 22, 2255. That is with a, 955 squat, 625, 
bench and a 675 pull. Yeah. So you're pretty talented on all all three lifts. I think that's that's awesome to see. Yeah. Um, pretty, the bench is probably my hardest, especially dealing with poly still, um, because the goal is the APF WPO, and they don't allow those band shirts. Mm -hmm. Well, shirts. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the bench is probably the hardest for me just because I got really long arms being six foot one. Yep. And that's, I think that's one of those things I, I tend to see a, it's a recurring pattern where if you're taller or if you got kind of the longer arms, you could be uh, one hell of a deadlifter, but it gives you the worst mechanics you could possibly have for the bench. Right. Um, and see my, my bench and deadlift, I just switched to sumo and like that my deadlift just took off i'm built for because of the long arms um but with bench i've got i feel like i've got a pretty good setup for bench i'm really on my toes so i really use the the super heavyweight belly you know what i mean mm -hmm. um but i'm also still in a hand-me-down shirt i bought my shirt used from uh bruce mason so he's hit a 900 in that shirt i don't know how much life that shirt's got left in it but what shirt are you using right now? Uh, an SDP. Everything I have is insert except for my briefs. I wear Titans briefs. They just fit better. Gotcha. Cool. So, all right. Yeah. Bruce Mason's hand me down triple SDP. Uh, I think it's a triple. It, it might be. It's a triple. It, he bitched 900 and so I'm going to assume it probably was a triple. Yeah. The, the bulk majority of SDPs I see are the ones that people are hitting big numbers with tend to be triples. Yeah, um, I'm not That's a my, big fan of. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a huge fan with with Inzer, and I try to steer people away. Just what they're when it comes to like now, they have great suits. I think their canvas stuff, um, but the SDPs, if I don't see them blow out, I tend to see them just stretch and stretch and stretch. And uh, yeah, yeah, I've been. I've had a few guys try to talk me into going to to Titan. Um, like I, said, I love their briefs. That was the single ply stuff I had. Uh, the stories I've heard with the boss suits were they're really tuck you forward and they do better for the, th the thinner guys from what I've been told. Mm. Uh, if I ever get a chance to wear one, I would, I don't know if I'd go out and buy one though. Um, but I, like I said, their briefs are shit. I love their briefs. Their single ply shirt. I had, I had one of the low cut collar ones, the ones that you don't like, mm -hmm. uh, I understand why that shirt sucked. <laughs> yeah, but um, more to it than just the shirt itself. It was definitely me a little bit too, but gotcha. yeah, he's referring to the uh, the low cut collar, the LCC. Uh, yeah. It's kind of a, a horseshoe shape, kind of a squared off almost uh, collar yeah. on the shirts. Though I'm just not a fan of. And I was sponsored by Titan and Anderson Power. I think at the same time back when I was younger. And uh, I, I was not, a, that collar was good for one single use and it stretched out immediately. Yeah, I feel like you have to downsize maybe 10 sizes to make that shirt fit. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I, I'm a big proprietor with just the normal Super Katana collar. I think that's all you really need, but yeah. Uh, good, good design idea, um, but I think, it's, I think it's a little bit flawed. My shirt is probably, it's probably not the best. I got you. Um, so, uh, how long have you been in the sport and uh, how did you get started in the sport? Well, uh, I got started in powerlifting probably 
started, I started getting interested in powerlifting probably around 18 because I got out of high school and I didn't really have anything else to do. Um, and then I started watching probably every Scott Mendelson YouTube video on yeah. YouTube. Uh, <laughs> the first powerlifter, I guess, that I really found. Um, and then I think it was January of 2020 was my first meet. Um, so probably about, I think I had like six months getting ready for that one. And uh, I didn't even want to do that one raw. I was already ready to buy gear. I, I, was, I was so ready to get into gear already. Um, so I've only been competing for two years, like I said, January of last year. And then I did meet in October of last year as well. Okay. Um, I've only done five meets, but four full, uh, full power meets. I gotcha. Okay. So you, you've been in the sport just for a minute, basically. Yeah. I'm, I'm very new to it still. That's, that's why I always just kind of, I don't, I don't do any weight cuts. I'm barely a super heavy. I'm only 315. Mm -hmm. um, but that's why I just, an old police officer buddy of mine uh, just said, he's like, man, fuck the scale. Just lift. He's like, you're not even to the top yet. Don't worry about weight cuts. I said, you got to tell me twice. No, I'm a, I, I like the idea. I don't like hiding behind a weight class for years on end. You know, I agree going into one. Um, but if you're 165, or if you're 180 and you're cutting to 165, nobody fucking cares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan, kind of like you said, just put heavy weight on the bar and lift it. Just get stronger. Yeah. You know, and me, ironically, me and you weigh the exact same right now, which is kind of funny. Yeah. I'm a little you're bit like shorter. Five. Yeah, I'm 5'5 <laughs> five, five or 5'4 five, last time I checked. So I'm a little bit shorter. <laughs> I know. That's just, sounds hell. I feel yeah. like for me to that I'd have to be like 400 pounds and that just sounds like a nightmare. Oh boy. Yeah. It's uh, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to be this heavy for long. I got to get this next meat out of the way. And then I got to cut. Cause I was walking around and standing and starting to get kind of painful. So yeah, I imagine especially being five, five. Yeah. Um, so you, how, I mean, you said you, you've been competing only for the two years. Uh, you got into the sport when you were 18, right out of high school. Uh, were you lifting weights casually before that, or did you just pick up your first weights at right at eight? No, I started lifting uh, probably around 10, 10 or 11 or so. My dad had, uh, you know, like an easy curl bar and a bunch of plates just chilling in the garage. Um, and then I think I got a little more serious into it right at the beginning of high school, very bodybuilder, bodybuilder-esque bro stuff, you know, just – it was funny because I had a few buddies in high school ask me to do the powerlifting team. I'm like, no, that's stupid, man. I'd rather be look strong than be strong. <laughs> and yeah. then uh, that definitely switched um, because I uh, I hate fucking fish and rice. So <laughs> yep, got I into like powerlifting right out of, like I said, right after high school, and then actually started working to compete around right around 19, 20 years old. Perfect. Okay, cool. I figured. You had a little bit of a past uh, before you got into the actual sport of powerlifting. I was in a similar situation, starting with the weights at 14, and then I didn't compete until I was four years later at 18. So, right. Yeah. Similar situation. Um, so you do, you've just been in the sport itself for just a, a handful of years. Uh, what are your, we'll call them short-term goals, and then what are your big lifetime goals where would you like to be at the end of your career uh, okay um 
Short term, we'll say like five years. Uh, definitely want to be at the WPO. Um, uh, to really get there, you got to kind of compete with the APF, as far as I understand. And they're like eight hours away from me. That's why I kind of took my time before I started to go over there. Um, at least I haven't found any meets closer anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, definitely want to go to the WPO. Um, I definitely got a squad a 1,000, hopefully. <laughs> I'll, I've been chasing that uh, for a while. I say a while, not really, pretty much since this year. Mm-hmm. I just That just number stuck out to me. Um, that's, that's probably it short term. I mean, I'd love to bench and pull certain numbers too, but they just, just going to come. I don't really have – that ideal number. Cause I know as soon as I hit that ideal number, it's going to go to 50 pounds heavier. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, long-term goals, maybe the next 10, 15, 20 years in the sport. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of guys would say they want a total 3000. Um, Cause the two greatest of all times done that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. I definitely like to get up there to the, that caliber eventually. Um, and then I'd love to help out more in the meets themselves. I love handling a few buddies. Like I said, I've handled a few buddies a couple of times. And the energy from handling a lifter is almost just as good as competing itself. That's something I strongly advocate for, uh, especially with the younger crowd, um, even probably even the, the older crowd. Uh, but I think it stems more from maybe a generational thing. I don't, I don't particularly know. I don't pay enough attention, but uh, I see a lot of people taking from the sport, but not giving anything back. Yeah. You can't be a black hole, especially nope. whenever we're all hobby. Yeah. You need to, like I said, if I'm not competing, obviously if I'm at a competition, I'm there for a reason. It's normally because I'm handling somebody uh, right. need to go help a buddy. Even such, I'm not just there for that person. I will go back to the warm-up area, run the monolift, load some plates. Yeah. Find the guy or gal that needs a hand with something and lend a yeah. hand. Just just a little bit or become a judge, you know, to find yeah. a, become an APF or IPA. I'm trying to become an RPS and an IPA judge just to give back. Yeah, that'd be sweet too. Uh, That's uh, with the spotting as much as I can too at the meets. Uh, this last Saturday we did a full power first, and then they did bench only because Brian Forbes was there. My buddy Rhino was attempting his first one thousand bench, and another buddy from our gym was there too. He benched, I think it was seven ten at two forty two. Was in a rubber shirt. Uh, they all were, but um, yeah, it was even though it was both my buddy brian or rhino and brian both bombed it was so cool as shit just seeing that was the first time i've seen a thousand pounds on the bench mm-hmm. so and i actually got a hand out to my buddy so even though he didn't get it that was still one of the coolest things i ever got to do that's awesome see right there guys it's a lifter actively competing these days who is giving back to the sport so please follow suit that's what the sport needs um so next what i have um in your short time in the sport. It doesn't have to be in the competitive side. It could just be a lifting memory, anything that involved uh, you in the weights. But uh, what has been your favorite memory so far? Memory? Oh, wow. Um, memory or event? I think one of the funnest meets I did, just because I only had a few days notice, was that bench-only meet I did back in May. Um, 
that was the first time I actually competed against Sean Deal, mm. and give him shit to this day that I beat him in a poly, and he was yeah. in his bike. <laughs> Hell yeah! There you go. Bench. That was that was pretty funny. And that was his last. I think that was no, it wasn't. It was it was almost his last meet until he went to Africa. So that was pretty that was pretty fun. Awesome. Great. Awesome. Yeah. And hey, Polly reigned supreme. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. I love um, how are out. The Polly's get a little bit more love because if you know about them, because people realize how much harder they are compared to a band shirt. Exactly. I am. We're speaking the same language. Um, who are those that you look up to in the sport right now? Um, definitely Dave Hoff when he decides to post something because uh, he's quiet uh I've to his interview with Canelli probably 400 times just because i feel like you learn something new every time yep um definitely donnie thompson as well uh he actually followed me back on instagram about a year ago and i about lost my shit i thought that was the coolest thing ever um and then like i said probably definitely anthony Oliveira as well just because like i said he helps out a lot he helps everybody mm-hmm. and He's helped me out too. And he's definitely acts like a coach, even though I don't pay for all of his programming, but, but whenever I was having troubles with that SDP, man, he sent me a voice message, pretty much kicking me in the ass. He's like, dude, it's not made out of fucking concrete. You can make it touch. Just quit fucking quit pressing and make it touch. There you go. I was like, okay, we'll see what happens. That was awesome. Yeah. Anthony's definitely, I can say Donnie included. Um, I don't know Dave Hoff as well. I've only seen him once or twice but I, I i definitely know those aforementioned two have hearts of gold uh from my personal experience yeah um, i've never so, i've never met any of them believe it or not um yeah but yeah great great guys to have in your corner um the next question i have this is one that i always like to ask and it's something i like to mention that i personally don't have the cognitive ability to uh, uh, understand or accept. This is something I don't, this is something I just don't understand, but I ask it anyway. Will you ever reach a point that you will be satisfied with your numbers? Absolutely not. Cool. <laughs> uh, that's the answer I was hoping you'd give because that's, that's bench five, how my brain works. First time I benched five, I got off the bench and said, all right, now it's time for six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I, after I got my, the last bench I got, uh, you know, be, being what it was, uh, you know, so I enjoyed that number for a few weeks, did some interviews and podcasts, and now I'm sick of that number. It's time for something else. 11, 11, 20. Yeah. So it's, even though that's as, as, as big as it was, um, for, for me or in the, in the lifting community, that's not, that's not nowhere near enough. No. So Yeah. No, I, I get that. Cause everybody likes to, like whenever I said, yeah, I only told 2255 because I was hoping for 23 that day. Um, cause like I said, I went there for the thousand squat and everybody's like, dude, like you, you fucking had a perfect day. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I went there for, uh, it's the shot, dude. It doesn't matter now. So yeah, my next tattoo, whenever I can afford one is going to say never enough. Cause that's literally how my brain works. It's, it's never, I'm, I'm not enough for me and neither is my performances. Nope. Um, yeah. So I'm glad we were on the same page. So uh, for you as an individual, what's the biggest obstacle that you personally have had to overcome in the sport? 
like a singular, like a single obstacle? It could be a single, or it could be a number. Just uh, what what have you had to overcome that's made it difficult, and you you've had to overcome these adversities? Man, that's kind of a hard question because I always I don't really think there really is any. Um, that's, that's great. That's I, I mean everybody's different. So pretty new, so I I haven't really had any catastrophic injuries. Knock on wood, but yeah. Um, I always, I hate, I hate, fucking hate when people are like, "Oh, I wish I could go to the gym," or <laughs> "I wish I could." Do that. It's like, dude, just fucking do it. Shut up. Just do it. Just put put your head down, do the work, and shut up. Yeah, there's like, there's a lot of it. A lot of excuses I hear. Yeah, and so uh, I, I got a certain thing to really complain about, I guess. That's, oh, that's great. No, that's that's fantastic. Um. Uh, I've, I've not had a lot of that. I mean, I've not had injuries. I account for a lot of that being the fact that I'm an equipped lifter. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to be doing something stupid in the gym raw to impress others, you know? Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. uh, If I lift raw, it's because I want to do it for me, not to please others and, little dickheads online saying, what have you been trying? It's like 135, dude, move on. Like, <laughs> what do you want from me? Uh, let's see what we got here. <clears throat> so what has been your most memorable experience? This can be either a really good thing or a really bad thing. Uh, Competition-wise, would definitely, like I said earlier, uh, handing out that 1,000 to uh, my buddy Rhino. Even though, like I said, he didn't get it. But it was still it was still cool to be a part of because I think that would have been number sixteen if he would have got it in the world. Even though it's a lot of names been added that list recently, it's it's still cool as shit. Oh sure, oh sure. I th- there's a lot of uh, yeah. This year, this last couple of years with the new band shirts, a thousand pounds is becoming kind of a, well, in my opinion, kind of old news anymore. So yeah, it's kind of turned into. Oh, bench shirt. I'm going to bench a thousand. Just kind of like how I probably sound when I was, Oh, I got a squat suit. I'm going to squat a thousand. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a, it's this whole thing. I mean, we could go, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole right now, unless you, unless you personally bring it up. This is for you. But uh, I could go down that rabbit hole all day, but we'll, we'll move on to the next question. So uh, (laughs) let's see. What is the one thing that powerlifting has done for you that you didn't expect? Um, definitely a more intense attitude. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I expect highly of myself, which makes me expect highly of my buddies that are in the gym too, or myself as being like a dad, like same, uh, kind of the same concept, like just having a more looking forward type attitude, I guess, um, just sticking with something. I like it. Um, <clears throat> if there's any power lifter out there who you could ask advice from, who would it be, and what would you ask them? Well, hell, I've I've got a chance to talk to almost everybody that I probably would. I mean, I've never I've never this could be pa- past, present. It could be anybody. I'd love to say Hoff just because I've never talked to him. Mm-hmm. But if I could pick anybody, it'd have to be probably uh, Vogelpol just because of the stories. I don't know what I'd ask him, <laughs> but if I could talk to anybody, it'd be him just because he's just, I think he's just now starting to use the internet. 
Yes. Um, which I, I <laughs> wish I was in a position where, uh, you know, I, I have an Instagram, I have a cell phone because I've got the sponsors that want me to be active online for, you know, pushing product and trying to make, you know, trying to get the name out there and whatever. Um, if I didn't have those things, I would be a ghost. Yeah. I would, I would be a Chuck. I would not have an Instagram. I would not be online. I would just, I just want to live my life, lift weights. Yeah. I, I, I say it all the time. I, I feel like not enough people know who Jimmy Colby is. It's like, you got to know who Jimmy is. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not big on self-promotion. I, I, I'm really bad at it. Um, I like to just let the numbers do the talking, but yeah, internet. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Not, not a fan, but uh, I never lifting video until I started working the power, working for powerlifting too, just because I hate you see those guys in the gym with their 95 pound bench. It's like nobody, nobody cares. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's this whole thing. So it's just, it's just part of the part of life right now. But um, yeah. The last question I have that's written here anyway, before we move on to the next part of the interview, uh, if you could add, change, or delete any powerlifting rule, what would it be? Again, that's add, change, or delete. Man, there's probably a few. Um, oh, it could be a few. I think... It, it's weird because I would I probably wouldn't use it myself. I definitely think lifting straps should be allowed, even though I've never dropped a deadlift. It's just kind of I feel like especially with equipment, I just it's there would be so many more bigger pulls for that reason. But and like I said, that's kind of a weird one just because I've never dropped a deadlift personally uh, for my hand strength anyway. So, but I know guys that definitely could benefit from it. And I think that especially with strongman that allows it, Yep. but that's a whole different fucking nightmare. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I definitely say that. And here's a controversial one too, that I thought for a while, I think that if you compete in wraps raw, that you should be able to wear elbow wraps for bench. Like why not? Why not? That's, that's, yeah. that's never been yeah. a thing. Like why okay. not? out of a pair of knee wraps versus sleeves so it's just like why does it matter about the bench too i don't know yeah i mean it's it's a it's a wrap going around a single joint and your elbow is a single yeah. joint yeah i feel like it's the same concept. i mean yeah. now i would only put it in the raw with wraps division though sure like, no, stupid just didn't do that like on no, I bet that's interesting um, I like the straps. Uh, the straps are interesting to me. One, yes, the strong men allow it. Um, and, you know, people give me hell for wearing a single layered uh, shirt that's made of fabric. Uh, I know he seems to have a problem with strong men that wear two, two, two different belts, uh, multiply deadlift suits, straps. They can hitch all they want. It's, you know, um, but yeah, I put a bench shirt on and God be damned, you know, so. Um, but the straps is interesting because that's an, that's an aid, but a, an aid that does not produce upward force on a barbell, you know, so it, it only takes the grip out of the equation. It does not provide upward force, you know, right. 
like a pair of knee wraps on the on the knee joints or a squat suit would do. It's it's just a grip aid. Yeah, so, and like I, I don't, I've never had a grip issue. I don't even train with straps. I think the first reason is because I can't use them. Um, but I think that I, I think that like you said, you hit it right on the head with it doesn't help. Like we're we're not talking about who's got the strongest forearms. We're talking about who's got the biggest deadlift. Mm-hmm. No pitching though, like fuck that. And I'm not for that. Keep that in strong man. But for powerlifting, I think they should allow the straps. And I think they should do it across the board. Raw, single, multi, whatever. Sure. Yeah. I mean, of all things, you know, the, for people to have a, a hair of up their things. ass about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, what what the hell? Like I said, like, oh, it's oh bench shirts and oh squat suits, but oh, what straps are for the for the birds? What what yeah, I don't like, know. Jamal- can still pull over a thousand just let them wear straps sure i mean whether you want to use them or not but then then you have the whole probably the controversy of well he pulled that and you beat him but you're wearing straps and i don't I, it's just this it's just the way this, the nature of the sport people want to bitch so if they were legal i think it would be kind of like uh Kind of like wraps, like, well, everybody's using it, so I'm going to use it too. And that's that's how I would look at it. Like, if we were allowed to, I'd probably do it too. I, I think Jesse Kellum was his name. I think he said that back in the early 2000s. I read it in a Powerfitting USA magazine, but that was still a thing, which I really wish it still was. He said, like, all this new equipment's coming out, the new Inzer shirts and all these polys. He's like, well, if, and they asked him his opinion. Well, if my competition's using it, I'm going to use it. Yeah. Why not? So that that right there, Mr. Jerry Cool, is what I have for my written down questions. Uh, There's still two more sections I want to get to of the interview. Um, The next section is actually your opportunity, if any, uh, if you want to ask me anything. Um, So this is your opportunity. If you have anything, whether it be life oriented or lifting oriented, I don't care. I'm an open book. So you ask, I'll limit it to three questions just for time's sake, but you go ahead. If you have anything for me, ask them. I got three of them actually are thinking about today was at work. Uh, First one's kind of funny because like I said, I don't think you get enough recognition. So how was it? Like, how did it feel? Just big dick swing and being the only poly guy at the bench, baddest bencher meet. Cause I would have been walking around like the, I had 10 heads if it was me, <laughs> you know, some, it, it, a lot of people brought that up, but I think it pissed a lot of other people off that that was also a, f- a fact that was being spit around. Um, and I told, uh, I think we, the, the four guys that got benches in uh, were interviewed by um, Dave Palumbo a couple of weeks after. And oh, he really? was at, and he, and I had talked to him a few weeks prior, actually, he reached out to me. And he asked, like, were you the only one in a poly? And I said, Dave, I was not only the only one in a poly. I was in a single ply poly on top of that. <laughs> so much um, better. <laughs> yeah. And for me, that's what works. I, I, I think there's so much uh, potential. That if, and if, I, if my last current bench has not proven that fact, then I'll, ne- I'll never be able to prove it. But there's so much potential in a properly fitted single ply poly. 100%. Um, but me getting third place by 11 pounds in a sea of band shirts um, in a single play super katana. I was, I, I got my open. I was the only one to get my opener too, which was. Yeah. I, I watched it live. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, 
I was, I had basically in my head, regardless of placing, I had already won. Oh, yeah. Because, not, not for, because I'm wearing a poly, but because I had just gotten a 30 pound PR for my last meet. Yeah. I was ecstatic. I got a 30 pound PR lift, the same shirt, uh, relatively at the same body weight uh, for my meet that I just did in Belmar, New Jersey in January. This meet was mm. in March. So I was ecstatic. I could have just, and I could have stopped right there and been happy. Um, but it was, it was kind of <laughs> hearing, I didn't think much of it during the meet, but after the meet, when people were bringing that fact up, I, I was, I am going to be honest, I was enjoying myself quite a bit. So <laughs> I bet, dude. That I was, was. It was- especially like you said got the opener and placed and i always said i tell everybody like and this is nothing against tony or uh brody either but it's like yeah it was technical because i was like you better live at 20 like uh, a couple months later <laughs> yes yep uh yep about, uh, about three months later it was in june so yeah but yeah yeah so yeah that's fun so what, what do you got next for me uh second one's more of a life thing too because i'm uh i listened to your first episode back for the podcast and you were talking about uh how you're not a slave to the corporate world so like what do you do like for income you don't have to go in like super detail because i know that's a weird thing but yeah no uh so i got out of the marine corps uh last last october october of 2020 and that was that was one of the best days of my life um also one of the hardest things of recent because of how easily it ended mm-hmm. um you, you go through all the well not well the checkout process was was absolute burning living hell because i joked that the uh sergeant major of the marine corps planned to get there because the marine corps has an all-time low retention rate which means people are only staying in for four years and getting the fuck out really and yeah, because it sucks because they're treated like dog shit. So I, I joked that the, that the his new plan to keep people in was to make the checkout process as difficult as possible so that you have to say, oh, fuck that. Or, I, it's easier just to stay in. That's I joked. But so, no, I, I got out. I realized when I got out uh, after being treated like a child at 30 years old um, and the last four years being unacceptable just brutal hell um for seemingly no reason i was like i do not want to ever be told what to fucking do again i fucking feel that oh that was that was shit i was like the idea of getting out of that shit and then going and working for some boss at a job that i probably fucking hate and being told what to do um i was like um that's not gonna fucking happen so i was like nope not gonna work so me and katie um I've been working on it for a while before I got out, but we actually run our own t-shirt business. Yeah. Where we screen print, we do vinyl, uh, heat press transfers. Um, she has her whole stickers. We have a whole home business. So our actual bedroom that I'm sitting in right now is not our bedroom anymore. Uh, our bed is actually out in the living room in front of the TV. Uh, <laughs> This is our office where we do all of our printing, all of our pressing, all of our heat transfers. We've got a heat press over there and fold it tables over here and our two printers and our two crickets. It's this whole big thing. So primarily that's what we do for income on top of, I also run a Patreon like Anthony does mm-hmm. um, where I have, 
uh, I think I've got like 60 members, close to 60 members right now. Oh, wow. Nice. That brings that brings in a little bit of income as well. And then I just do odd, odd things. Like sometimes I'll make programs for people and they, you know, I charge them 200 bucks for three months and uh, stay in contact online and stuff like that. Right on. I didn't know you were, I know you got out of the Marine Corps, but I didn't know you got out so recently. I thought it has been a few years. No, it was like, it was October 16th. So that one year literally was just like a week ago. Happened. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, it was very recent. I'm still very, very sour about the whole experience. Not even salty. The salt has cured and now it's sour. So yeah. It was not a positive experience by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm out. So I don't fucking worry about it. So, uh, what do you got? What do you got next for me? Uh, I know I had another one, but I cannot remember what it was. I written you're it good. down. But... <laughs> uh, you're good, man. So if you think about it, um, we'll just plug that in. We can ask you later on if it comes to your head. Yeah. Um, so we'll move on. The last thing I have for you is some questions that I pulled off of the internet. I'm just going to read them off. Uh, these are on my Instagram. I put up a question box um, and people knew that you were going on. So these are questions that people are asking on my Instagram. Right on. First question I have is Sean Deal your real father? Oh my fuck! I won't tell you who said that one, but if you okay. can, <laughs> I knew he was going to get in there. I knew mm-hmm. he was. Uh, it's kind of a funny story, a little bit. I'll kind of get through it real fast. I met Sean in October of last year when I did that meet up in Springfield. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the announcer and since I was equipped he kind of just was like hey this guy's pretty cool he's equipped and um, I think we were benching I went up there one weekend to bench with with them uh, and a joke came up where in ni- 1998 the year I was born he was in my hometown Uh-oh. and then just put the icing around on the cake because I'm a brunette with red facial hair and so is he and I was like oh what the fuck we got something to explain oh, shit. <laughs> and that, that fucking joke has been going since Okay. That, no, man, no, he's not. Uh, that was a little bit more deep than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a there's a whole story to it, and all my buddies from my gym give me shit about it too. <laughs> Dang, that's deep, man. Holy shit. Cool. That's okay. So that was obviously Sean Deal, but uh, let's see. Next one I have. Uh, I'm not sure if this is worded correctly. Maybe you know what what he's talking about, but he wrote. What is the benefits of American barbell? Do you, I mean, maybe he's asking what are the benefits of an American barbell? I'm, a, I'm not sure if you understand what he's talking about. Who asked it? Uh, uh, can't pronounce it. Okay. Uh, I have no idea what he's talking okay, about. Okay. Well, whoever you were, we're skipping your question because we can't understand you. Yeah. Like mess me or something because i'm not sure who you're talking about what you're talking yeah. about yeah is it Essanjahal? i don't i can't even put the words together anyway no, I, next question next question is uh is it true that you can't chug a beer no <laughs> oh fuck dude i, I knew this <laughs> okay so there's a story behind that one too so when i, I worked hear my, it <laughs> yeah I worked, uh, one of my best buddies uh, he's not a lifting buddy. We just met at work and uh, we just hang out, ride motorcycles, drink beers, whatever. And he's like 30, 31. He's a little bit older than I am. And uh, we were at work one night when we were working overnights. And uh, I was like, I don't know how it started, but I told him that I was going to chug a beer better than he could. 
and he smoked the shit out of me with it and it just that's like that story's three years old i see <laughs> okay i see that i see that um next one i have we we touched a little bit about it um but not not as in depth and again that's a, it's a rabbit hole that we don't have to go down but i want to hear your opinion as do that our listeners uh what is your opinion on the band shirts oh sweet i'm, I'm kind of glad we got this question because at first i was all for it because they were just starting to come up when i first started in equipment mm -hmm. and my single ply meet that i did in october was actually in a band shirt i didn't know there was this huge new thing that was coming up um and i used it because i had a nightmare trying to learn that katana by myself that low cut collar one <clears throat> so i was all for it i even bought a, a hand-me-down from uh, a buddy and uh she had to use it for a couple weeks but realized that the apf doesn't allow it and AP, uh, wpo doesn't allow it so i immediately threw it in the closet um I mean, I think it's just kind of beat a dead horse now. Everybody has the same answer. It's a part of the sport. I totally get the uh, – it needs its own division because it's not anything like a bench shirt. But eventually, Polly's going to be out of the picture, I think, eventually. So it's called multiply for a reason. So I think they should be in the same category and because so many federations – are doing a shit job of keeping them separate because my, the owner, the guy that owns my gym, Joe, he hit, I think he's got an 801 at 242 or 275 and uh, on open powerlifting, it's multiply. And I, there's a lot, there's a lot of those. And uh, I mean, it's, I know that's not on him or anything, but it's, it, it's, I feel like they're doing a shit job keeping it separate. I think you starting the wave to make it separate was good. Mm -hmm it made sense but also i think it could be in multiply to just get it out of the way because eventually it's going to happen in my opinion but until then till the wpo allows it even though i'm not there yet i'm not wearing one just because practice how you're going to play i like that answer that's 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 very elaborate uh that's a good angle uh one of my own uh lifters one of my own training partners mentioned kind of a similar situation uh that he believes that in the future, poly will just be non-existent. Yes, or, 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 it'll, or it'll be not existent. I think it'll still always be around, but it won't be that these banters will just surpass and just make them irrelevant. Kind of like what Polly did to Denim, although yeah. I still see Denim here and there. Um, yeah, I was going to say that, that it's weird because I've never seen anybody use a Denim. I'm actually the only equipped guy in my entire area well there's some bench only guys but they're all in poly or i'm sorry in band shirts mm -hmm. um but when i see, hear somebody saying that they're using a denim i'm just like why just go get a poly shirt. <laughs> like why are you using a denim yeah. so i feel five years ten years fuck two years who knows people are gonna say the same thing about polys yeah i mean it's not i don't think it's gonna be uh a, a situation where like <laughs> like polys are 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 banned or there's no you can't use them because there's not a division for them but i think that the band shirts will continue to get popular and and which they already clearly are uh, yeah just start breaking bones too 
well, that well, see, here's the only issue. Well, okay, I said only, but it's it's there's a lot of them. But what I okay. see, it's not even a it's it's a <laughs> it's it's a problem, not not an issue with the Banshard itself. It's it's more of a problem that I see a lot. It's um these these athletes that are capable, you know, of and you know as well as I do, and I'm sure a lot of people listening know that the polys are extraordinarily hard to use. Yeah. Um, very, very, very technical, very, very hard to master. I've spent 13 years in the ex- in Titan katanas, not the same one I used back when I was 19. I'm saying right. I've been in katanas uh for almost 13 years. Um, very hard to master. Uh but what I see is somebody who's capable of say benching in the anywhere from five, six into the 700, low 700, somewhere in that range, who are putting a thousand pounds on the bar because the equipment is allowing that to happen. Yeah. And can, see, but, yeah. Go ahead. Can, can, can the individual, is the individual capable of handling that much weight? A lot of times the answer seems to be no. Right. And uh, like I said, I'm in the same boat. It's kind of weird too. because Again, you hear the poly guys, we're starting to sound like the raw crowd is, well, if I put a bench shirt on, I'd bench 902. Because, like you said, like the five, six, 700 pounder, and I'm, I've hit high sixes, low sevens in the gym, but that doesn't matter. But the point is, is yeah, I feel like if I put a bench shirt on, I could definitely bench eight, 900 pounds pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, can my forearms handle it? I don't know. Maybe. But I mean, you- and, you know, and I've, I've, you know, I've worked closely with Rob Farrell now that, uh, you know, Anderson powerlifting, who I've been a part of since I was 19, so 12 years, right. uh, is now the sole proprietor uh, uh, distributor for Pharrell products. Um, so Rob's working very, very close with me. He's made me a few custom shirts. I love the man to death. He's such a, he's a he just gives, 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 gives. Great example for the sport. Oh, yeah. You know, great, great ambassador for the sport. Awesome businessman. Um, and I've noticed uh, I, I can handle a lot of weight with those things, but it's also weights that I have handled in polys for the last, you know, number of years. Right. You paid your dues. It's and now it's different. I, I'm, I'm going to say it's definitely different. Um, there, there's different challenges with it. Um, I'm, I'm used to putting on my katana and it just working every single time. Uh, yeah. Whereas with Rob and he explained to me that like you wear it once you could do reps with, my first, my first time in my triple that I got from Anderson Powerlifting, I did a thousand for ten reps, and I stopped at ten. I won board, but I stopped at ten because I ran out of air. My wrist started hurt. And yeah, I remember the very next set. Stop. The shirt just turned off, um, which he says is normal. I'm like, ah, uh, I don't want. <laughs> no, I don't want that to be normal. I want it to just work. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think. I was talking to Chris, uh, I don't know, I think it's Javidan, Javidan, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, is it Javidan? Javidan, yeah, yeah, that guy, he's he's a Titan guy. I was talking to him online too about how he's just, he's, it's too fucking easy for people just to get a band shirt and bench 400 pounds more than they can't handle. Mm-hmm. And you got, I've seen people where, I've seen people wear these fucking two inch concoction band shirts Yep. with reverse bands and they're benching 1100 pounds in the gym no lockout three guys holding it and then go to a meet and still barely bench mid sixes in one it's like dude just 
I don't know. It seems too dangerous for a lot of people, I think, because they don't have the patience to learn a poly. Right. Which, and it sucked. I fucking hated it. I loved it, but I hated it. No, no, I'm, I actually began my career in a double denim. That was my first shirt ever at 18. Adam Hicks handed me a double denim Karen Klein, um, which was the state, like a damn standard of denim back in the day. She made some awesome denim shirts. That's one of Hoff used a Karen Klein denim. Uh, yep. When he was still benching in the eight hundreds with his Karen Klein denim. Oh shit. I didn't know he benched that much in one. Yeah, I think he did. Like he went up to eight, almost eight fifty. I think after mid high eights, he switched over, and started using the the, the Inzer, uh, Inzer things. But, um, but yeah, they the process of learning a poly can't be done in six months. It can't be done in a year. Uh, it has to be done in years, like plural. Yeah, I feel like you're. I feel with myself anyway. Like I'm. I feel like I'm pretty good in my SDP. I didn't wear it for like a month. Like I said, I did that bench meet um, a month after I did my full power meet and I went to the meet bench to PR. So I feel like I'm pretty consistent in it, but it's, I still catch myself like, oh, put your head down or, or keep your belly up or whatever. I feel like there's like, I got pinned with the 640 there and hit 700 off of one board in the same shirt. That's awesome, dude. Well, that's, I'm glad we got that that question out of the way get some get some uh ideas and uh topic of conversation out into the universe that's i like your angle on that that's really interesting yeah um, i feel like you can't do a single interview podcast or anything without that coming up at least for a while every single one i've done ever since i got my big bench in june has has had that be a topic of conversation oh yeah <laughs> i know i've listened to every interview you have done yeah and when i go live on instagram uh i, I always said always some way some other somebody who's new i don't know what it is but always gets brought up but um the last one uh this is actually kind of a fun one um i will actually join you on this one uh you don't have to elaborate uh why each one is what it is and you'll understand what i'm saying when i get there you can just say it i'm gonna say mine and whatever okay. So, uh, what are your, on a scale of one to five, your top five, what, in your opinion, the worst federations in the sport? Well, hell, I don't even know five that, honestly, <laughs> that would be bad. I've only competed in a few. Okay. Um, I definitely would have to say the IPF. That's, yep. When I found out more about the IPF and learning that Blaine Sumner has done what he's done, in the IPF makes that man on a whole other level. Um, yeah. My very first meet was NASA. That was my first uh, um, sanctioned meet was a NASA meet. Oh my God. That was so horrible. I fucking tripped because they put a tarp down under the squat rack. I literally tripped, not, I didn't hit four, but I stumbled walking out to the platform. Oh Christ. And it was, it was horrible, horrible. Yeah. And then I got buck on the platform. It was so bad. Hmm. Got kids here. I was like, man, shut up. <laughs> I get it. Come on. It's a power with the meat. I, I wasn't a big fan of Rich Peters. I thought he was a bit of a little bit of an asshole. So yeah. No, I, mm. Never doing that again. Nope. So, yeah. 
So you've got IPF, you've got NASA, you have three more in your head, or do you, there's a um, USAPL solely based on what I've heard you say about them. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, I've only competed with the NASA meet. I've done two SPF meets, and then uh, this I don't even know the fucking federation. Like Warriors Powerlifting, it's they're pretty local. There's the meets that I've done multiply meets with, and the only reason I did it was because the guys that own my gym. Or we're doing them, so I just kind of followed the gym. Um, so, personal experience, I don't have a lot uh, with a bunch of different federations. Okay, no, that's for in the USAPL. I tell that story every time it comes up. <laughs> <laughs> Which story was it? Uh, I think it was the USAPL meet. Whenever you said you had to pay for your first world record or whatever because they needed to drug test you, but wanted you to pay for it. Yep, 09 bench nationals. If you broke a state or national record, they drug tested you, which I am 100% about. That's fine. I'll do it day or night unannounced. I don't care. But if you broke a world record, you had to pay them $140 in order to take the test, (laughs) which is very fucked up. And I bring that up. I've been kicked off forums and sites because I bring it up and hound them about it they'll never fucking admit it um but that's a true story you can ask john bogart or anybody else that broke a world record that day that yes in fact you had to pay them 140 bucks on the spot just to take the test to keep your world record so um they can get they can get fucked yeah Um, especially having on the spot it's like okay i just 140 dollars in cash okay and you know back back when I, i was 19 at the time or 18 one of the two and that was not I didn't, I didn't have 140 bucks on me. So yeah, no, they can get, they can get fisted anyway. Now we're at 19. Yeah. I had to go out to my family and beg them to help me out. It was this whole thing. But so, so for those listening that are wondering, um, so he just listed off a few of his uh, worst federations in his opinion. I actually have my top five. I will not elaborate because I don't want to take up a hell of a lot more time, but I will say my top five worst federations in the sport right now uh, in in uh, order from worst being number one and five being kind of, well, still really shitty, but not as bad as number one. So number one, USAPL slash IPF. Yeah, I could go on for days, but I said I'm not going to do that right now. Number two, USPF. I <laughs> got stories about them. Three, Metal Militia, uh, no need to uh, elaborate on that one. I've heard stories. I, I've experienced and also heard stories. Um, these next two, these might not be a little more obscure. Uh, number four, NGPF. What the I'm fuck? Heard. Oh, I'm, I'm not surprised you haven't heard of it. It's one of the most garbage, uh, illegitimate feds out there. Um there's like one judge on the platform, not three. You don't have to wear a singlet. Oh, you God. Don't to, you don't have to pause in the bench. You can touch and go. And you can wear any number and any combination of as many slingshot, band tool, bench daddy things you want. No limit. I do not understand why that is a thing. No yeah. shit. That's why why is NGPF a thing? You know? <laughs> so that's number four. That's number NGPF. And number five, uh, three, six, five strong. I've heard of that one, but I've never, I don't know a lot about it. It's just a, it's just a 
backyard fed that somebody made and I see some of the most horrific benches being completed in the, in the three, six, five strong, your spotter, their head spotter is actually encouraged to like stand over you the entire lift and he can have his hand under the bar, the entire lift. Oh shit. And I've seen yeah. lifts, I've seen lifts done where the spotter's hands are still on the bar until the bar is halfway down to your chest. Like explain to me how that is legal and, I could go on for days, yeah. but like I said, yeah. I will not. <laughs> okay. Okay. Then <laughs> I, it, it could be a whole other podcast. Maybe we'll talk about that on, on Tuesday's episode. I don't know. That's our Tuesday episodes where we, me and Katie kind of just talk about current things and rant a little bit. So, Sweet. um, so, uh, Jerry cool. This is Jerry cool. Everybody. Uh, do you have anything else you want to leave with the audience before we go ahead and wrap this thing up? No, not really. Um, last little minute of advice is just consistency. This is key. I think that's a great piece of advice. Uh, this is not done in a year. This is not done sometimes in a decade. This takes many, many, many uh, of a years or decades to become great at. So I think that's a fantastic thing. I like to use the term, be patient, use patience, have patience. I'm definitely not patient, but I know I have to be. <laughs> be patient young one you will do good you will do great things so everybody that is the interview with 22 year old jerry cool he's got a 22 55 pound total over a 950 pound squat benching and deadlifting both of the 600s uh, at a very young age you should be looking forward to him with some big numbers in the future hopefully a future not too far in the distant future wpo competitor jerry i want to thank you again for being on here with me and i want you to have a good rest of your day and a fantastic weekend yeah you too man i'm glad it's friday absolutely buddy take care you too buddy